Money Pit is presented by DAP Spray Texture and Dice Coatings. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Look around your house. It is the holiday season. Do you have a decor dilemma you need to solve? Do you need a quick project to fix up your house for some family and friends are going to be stopping by for a holiday visit or do you have a to-do for the days and weeks and months ahead whatever is on your to-do list we would love to help you by sliding it over to ours you need to call us first though to help yourself at 1-888-MONEY-PIT that's 888-666-3974 or post your questions right now at moneypit.com slash ask Coming up today, winter is the heating season, and you all know that. But do you know this? It's also the fire season. So if you've got smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, fantastic. But guess what? There's one other system that will totally ensure your safety for you and your pets. We'll highlight that in just a bit. And since we're all doing more cleaning than usual during the holiday season, it's important to note that some cleaning products are more hazardous than others. We've got some tips on what to look for and what you can do to safely handle those cleaners that you're using. And when you insulate a home, the wall's depth limits the insulation amount. So, for example, if you've got a two-by-four wall that can only hold three and a half inches of insulation, right? Well, we're going to share a new product that boosts wall insulation, seals drafts, and improves energy efficiency for greater comfort year-round. All right, but first, we are here to give you some expert help for the care and feeding of your home. I mean, basically, it's like having another kid or your biggest (laughs) kid and most definitely your most expensive child, although... I've got a 15-year-old boy. He's pretty pricey. Who do? Anyway, whatever you've got going on at your money pit, we are here to lend a hand and get you through all of those projects happily and on budget. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666-3974. Or better yet, go to moneypit.com slash ask. Click the blue microphone button and send us your question. Chris in Pennsylvania, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Well, I'm calling about a leak in a copper pipe that uh, is coming from the boiler in the basement up and running along the ceiling of the living room wall and into the radiator, which sits in the bathroom. And right uh, in the ceiling in the living room, it's dripping about one drop per minute, uh, and we're emptying the bowl. And I had a fellow look at it. He said that there is a leak where the two pipes are connected, and it's called a 90. Right. Mm, That's a 90-degree bend, okay. Yes, which is something I did not understand. And then he said he would be back to repair it and hasn't come back yet. The boiler is also working, but, you know, we have to kind of watch the water and the pressure in it. Do you have a hot water system or a steam system? It's a hot water boiler. So it probably has an automatic feed valve that puts more water in if it starts to get low. Do you know if that's the case? Uh, No, I think we turn the... uh, we turn the valve in the basement and it adds water. Well, you certainly have to have it fixed, unfortunately. To do that, they're going to have to drain the boiler off to below where that leaking joint is, and then the plumber can go in and repair it and then refill the boiler. 
So you're definitely going to need to have uh, your plumber or your heating contractor come out, come back and take care of that. If this guy is ignoring you now, you're going to have to call somebody else. Maybe you got busy. All right. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Now I've got Jay on the line who's got a question about a three-season room. What's going on over there? Uh, building a three-season room, and I want to use passive solar, you know, the sun coming in. And I want to – it's concrete foundation. And uh, I was thinking of putting, like, a two-inch rigid foam. You know, it's, it's above ground. And then the two-inch – above the two-inch rigid foam is pour, uh, about a two-inch layer of concrete. And then I want to use uh, red terracotta on top of that. So when the sun hits it, it absorbs the heat and absorbs the concrete. And I'm thinking of the insulation it wouldn't, you know, it would keep there. Are you talking about only using two inches of concrete in the floor on top of the foam? Well, it'd be on dirt floor. Yeah, but you have, you need more than two inches of concrete. It's not going to be self-supporting if it's just two inches. You, you know, if you get any movement and that's going to crack. So I, I think you have to put the foam insulation down first. Um, and then woven wire mesh, and then at least four inches of concrete so that it doesn't crack and so it's dimensionally stable. Now, what kind of windows do you have in this? How are you going to get the solar gain into this? Uh, well, that's my um, my second question. <laughs> what do you have for ideas? <laughs> well, the common mistake that people will use is they'll use low-E windows, which we always recommend. The problem is that if you use low-E, you're not going to get any heat gain at all because low emissivity inside the gas of, that makes up the thermal paint windows is going to reflect the heat back out. Uh-huh. So rather than relying on, on um, you know, the entire section being heat, heated just by the sun, you know, you might just want to consider making this as insulated as possible and, and adding a minimal amount of heat supplemented by the sun because you're going to need something because, you know, it's not going to be heated by the sun all the time. Right. So I would just make a really well-insulated structure here. You know, if you can orient it to the south to take up the heat of the sun, that's great. Um, but remember, what heats that room in the wintertime is going to heat it in the summertime as well. That was great help, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Hey guys, if you've heard a helpful tip or two while listening to our show, please help us help even more home improvers by dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. And you might even win a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. Just go to moneypit.com slash review. Now we're going to chat with Diana in Arkansas, who's got a super old house that's acting a little strangely. What's going on? 
My husband says that there is a main beam underneath this house that is broken. And it is allowing it to uh, settle in my kitchen. Uh, my refrigerator is taking a definite list, and it's not too far from that beam. How would we go about raising this house or whatever and replacing that beam? Okay, so if you have a broken beam, the way that that type of repair is generally done is, first of all, if the beam is just cracked and we want to kind of reinforce it so it doesn't settle or move, what will often happen is a contractor will put a new beam next to it and bolt it to the old beam. That's called a sister beam. And in that way, you're not really replacing it as much as you're just kind of beefing it up. And that's a smarter way to do that because, frankly, there's no really, there's no, no wind by just taking it out. Now, if the house is settled, you may or may not want to do anything to try to raise those beams. Generally, we, re we recommend you don't raise a floor because everything's connected to it, the walls and the pipes and the plumbing and the electrical wire. So you kind of leave it in place. But reinforcing that beam in place is the best way to attack that. And that's a you know not a terribly complicated job, but you can't just have anybody do it. You need to have a contractor that really knows what they're doing. Because you're going to want to get those beams on both sides. You're going to want to make sure that if there's any seams in there, that they have to be over a piling, for example, where there's support. And then you have to have bolts that go all the way through from the new beam into the old beam and back to the new beam on the other side and then sort of bolted together. And then that's going to make a really strong repair and reinforcement. Do you know why the beam cracked in the, in the first place? You know, uh, um, I, I have no idea. The house um, was originally just a four-room house, and then uh -huh. it, it has been built on and built on and built on. And okay. so um, I, I have no idea, uh, supposedly. might have skipped the structural step there. Well, I think that by reinforcing that beam is the, is the right way to do it. So thanks so much for calling us. Good luck with that project. And if you have any more questions, let us know. Thank you so much. Ken in Michigan is on the line and needs some help with a water softener. What can we do for you? Well, uh, I've got a 22-year-old house that we built, and I had a contractor put the water softener in. And my question is, how do I go about cleaning it, or do I know that it's still working, or am I just throwing money away at salt and dumping it in? Well, if it wasn't working... You would probably notice a difference in the in your ability to use the water in terms of you know whether it uh, got soapy and just sort of felt right on your clothes and your hair and and that sort of thing. In terms of cleaning it, you know, there's quite a few steps involved. That's why most people have service companies that do this. You know, but essentially, you have to uh, siphon or get rid of the water out of the brine tank. And you need to be careful where you put that since it's so salty, it could damage, you know, your lawn, your landscape. Um, and then you have to clean it with a soapy water solution. And then generally you have to put a bleach solution after that and let it sit for a while so it kills any bacteria. Uh, and then you have to rinse that whole thing and put it all back together. So, you know, there's kind of a lot of steps to it. And... Do you know what who made this brine tank, what the manufacturer is? Because I'm thinking you might be able to find step-by-step -step instructions on their website. I just looked, and I couldn't find anything on the machine, and all I could find was a said Pure Tech. And so I'm not sure who made it or where it came from. I had, Like I said, I had a contractor put it in about 22 years ago. 
I'm not even sure whether they're still in business or not. I'm not familiar with that brand, but if you jump online, I found a couple of references to the procedure for cleaning those tanks. Uh, and one is on a blog called WaterTech, which seems pretty well written. So just Google it, and I think you'll find the step-by-step. But there's about 10 or 15 steps involved in cleaning it correctly. All righty. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if your home has working smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors, you might think you're well protected against a fire. Well, while these detectors are essential and exist in 96% of homes, there are still thousands of fatalities and billions of dollars in damage caused every year from house fires. However, according to the National Fire Protection Association, the odds of becoming one of these fire-related statistics drop significantly when smoke alarms and CO monitors are paired with residential fire sprinkler systems. Yeah, and here's why. You know, the main advantage is the speed with which a sprinkler system reacts. The system reacts so fast, frankly, that the fire is often contained before the fire department arrives. And it also safeguards the lives of both people and pets because they react so quickly. And this is especially true in situations where fires escalate rapidly. They're also crucial for protecting pets that can't escape or, of course, they can't also use fire extinguishers. Another reason is, I mean, think about the firefighters. It definitely helps keep them safe because the sprinklers will prevent small fires from becoming larger, more dangerous blazes, reducing risks for those firefighters that come to help. And this is going to help avoid exposure to smoke and toxins and eliminates the need for risky rescue operations. And lastly, you're going to get lower homeowners insurance costs. Installing that residential fire sprinkler system can lead to a significant savings on insurance premiums. I mean, depending on your location and home size, discounts could be up to 35% possibly, making the system a cost-effective investment. Yeah, now let's clarify one confusing point about fire sprinkler systems. They only work when they're activated by a fire and they only turn on in the rooms where the fire exists. So it's not like your entire house is now going to get a bath if maybe you have like a kitchen stove fire. It's only going to come on in that one particular area. So really, the only downside is that it's best if they're installed when the house is new. So if you're building or buying a new house, sprinklers are definitely a very worthy investment to make. Now we've got Sherry on the line who lives in a very rural area and is looking for some help with a home security system. I'm interested in buying a burglar alarm or some kind of uh, security system for my house. Um, I live in a rural area, so I'm not sure if that makes any difference in the choices that I would have to have installed. I would say, you know, first, how's your Wi-Fi connection? I mean, if you've got solid Wi-Fi, you can pretty much have any of these home security systems, um, Sentinel, Nest, any of them. It's interesting because, you know, so many of these you can do yourself, but they do require a very strong Wi-Fi signal. So that is really going to determine what and how we can do for you. Yeah. And if you have a Wi-Fi connection and the Wi-Fi goes down, there's also systems that have like a cell phone dialer backup. So you're really never without that connection to a monitoring center. Now, speaking of monitoring, um, I have the Deep Sentinel cameras, and the reason I like those is because they're actually monitored 24-7 by uh, security people, and so they're pretty affordable, and surprisingly affordable, even the monthly service fee is, and I love the fact that there's somebody there sort of watching our property, uh, even though we're n- when we're not there. I mean, the fact that you've got 
Uh, everything's internet-based now. It's really changed the whole game in home security. You can pretty much put in any system. So just choose one that has the features and the benefits that you're looking for, and you'll be good to go. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Vincent, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have got an issue with a leaking ceiling. I'm not sure if it's coming from from my roof or from my air conditioners. Uh, doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes when it rains, it comes down, and then other times when it's not raining, it comes comes down. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're, we're we're kind of at a loss. We've got a metal roof on it. It's an older structured house. Right. I'm thinking maybe the drip edge at the going more it goes into the gutterings, you know. But like I said, I've not not had any luck because. No. I'll think I have it fixed, and then it, it'll come in rain, and it comes in again. It comes in again, right. So uh, what yeah. have you been doing to fix it? Have you been stealing the seams in the uh, in the metal roof? Yeah, we, we got up and put uh, some caulking and stuff along the, where, you know, where the edges and stuff was. And, and, and it's uh, you know, supposed to be a 20-year roof, and we've only had it on the house probably about well, Wait a minute, so this is a metal roof. It's supposed to be a 100-year roof. I mean, metal roofs last a long time. Here's what I would do. I would try to make it leak. So I would go up there. If, can you get up there in that area with a hose? Yeah. Okay. So I would try to make it leak. So I would try, you know, the a normal light duty rainfall when it falls down from the top and see if that does anything. And then I would try some directional pressure against those seams and see if I can figure out what type of driving rainstorm is coming in here. Because I suspect it is due to the rain uh, driving in on those. And it might be trapped in there. And that's why it maybe comes out days later after a rainfall. I, I don't know. But I, I think what you're going to have to do is to try to figure out what part of that is breaking down. And then once you do, if you've already gone the caulk route, I would suggest taking apart that section of the roof and then putting it back together with the proper sealants to make sure you get it done once and for all. Right. Okay. Okay. 
All right. That, yeah, that's the way to yeah, approach we, that. We, we, we've got to repair the ceiling, but we're not going to repair the ceiling. Until yeah, no, you don't want to do that so you know you, you got this leak done. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, when you do repair that ceiling, make sure you use primer on it because if you don't prime over leak stains, they're going to come right through the finished paint. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think what we're going to do is put up a, uh, a lip siding or uh, like a, not a paneling, but it's a, it's a plank that'll go up uh, and get rid of the popcorn that's up there right now. It's oh, yeah. Well, listen, feeling. you know the four most expensive words in home improvement while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Carolyn from Ohio is on the line and has a noisy neighbor. I mean, her siding is being noisy. What's going on? The siding is just noisy. The second floor, you can hear it. You know, when you walk through the bedrooms, you can hear the siding. It's vinyl siding? It is. So vinyl siding is not supposed to be nailed securely to a home. It's supposed to be nailed loosely. That's why if you look at a piece of vinyl siding, it doesn't have holes in it. It has slots. And it has to be nailed loosely because the siding is designed to expand and contract when it's exposed to the sunshine, has a pretty high expansion contraction rate, as a matter of fact. I haven't really heard anyone complaining about noise from it, but I do think it would make sense that if you were in a windy area, perhaps you might um, hear some of that. Unfortunately, I don't have a good solution for you because you cannot tighten it up. If you do, um, you're going to start getting uh, buckled areas. And if if you uh, start driving around neighborhoods that have vinyl siding in the summer, you have you ever seen the house that's just got all the sort of wavy siding on it? That's what happened. It went on too tight and it buckled. So... If it's moving, it's put on correctly. One way to check is to take a piece uh, and just put your hand on it and try to slide it back and forth. The boards actually should slide if they're installed properly. Okay. I, I, I've had people out to look at it to, to fix it, and they say that that's, it's it's okay. Because I always worry that yeah. it's going to fly off the house or something. No, don't worry about that because, like I said, it's supposed to be loose. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good luck, Carolyn. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, there are all kinds of things that need cleaning around your home, especially during the holiday season. But while there are countless cleaning products that you can buy, some may be more toxic than others. We've got suggestions for healthier and less hazardous cleaning options. Now, first, you may have noticed that there's a lot of increased marketing these days for natural cleaning products that are touted as being non-toxic, earth-friendly, or hypoallergenic. Well, that all sounds great. The fact of the matter is these terms are actually not officially defined, so the claims can be subjective. Plus, reading all the tiny print on the labels can be challenging, and sometimes not all of the ingredients are listed. Yeah, and of course, some do-it-yourselfers prefer to use DIY products that are made with simple and inexpensive ingredients like baking soda, vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, salt, even olive oil and lemon. Now, these are all convenient, affordable, and effective, but you should still check before mixing them with any additional ingredients because the wrong things mixed together could cause a harmful reaction. We've got some posts on our website that walk you through how to make your own cleaning supplies. Now, regardless of which ones you choose, there are some things to always keep in mind when using those cleaning products, beginning with the most important ones. Keep them away from kids, will you? And also keep them away from pets to avoid any accidental ingestion, spills, burns, or even inhalation. All right. Now, when you're shopping for cleaning supplies, you want to read those labels carefully and check out not only the ingredients, 
but any warnings or directions that are listed, and then be sure to follow them. Wear gloves and any other protective equipment that they recommend, glasses, anything. You've got to protect your eyes. Also, you want to be sure to ventilate the area while you're cleaning and never mix cleaning products, disinfectants, and other chemicals together. If you're using a spray cleaner such as a disinfectant, spray it onto the cloth instead of the air because that's going to help reduce any inhalation you might have. And, you know, you don't always have to turn to cleaning products. I mean, for simple dust and dirt, damp cleaning cloths and mops do a heck of a job without having to use potentially harmful chemicals. And you can use soap and water for dirtier or greasy spots. David in Texas is on the line. What can we help you work on this weekend? I've got a stained patio, concrete patio, that was uh, done when they built my house. And it's faded from the sun, but when you wet it with water, it looks like it was when they did it. Is there something I could put on that? (laughs) Yeah, so the wet look is working for you, in other words. Yes. So, I mean, there are a number of different products out there that will work really, really well with concrete patios. So, I mean, you can always stain the patio which will change it, will make it more uniform, and it may blend in that stain. But I think you might be better off looking at one of the refinishing products. One of our sponsors is a company called Dice, D-A-I-C-H, Dice Coatings. They've got a bunch of different patio and pool surround finishes, and many of them use real stone as part of their makeup. And so you can have a finish that looks like marble, or it has a decorative sort of epoxy grade to it. There's a lot of different options to it. I would take a look at uh, at some of those products and maybe think about how that might work for you because it's a lot less expensive than replacing the patio, and they're really durable finishes. Do they offer like a clear? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They definitely have clear finish. Uh, and you're thinking that if you put the clear on, that might just um, make it all an even even color. I would try to test it just to make sure it's going to come out the way you expect. But, yeah, they do have a clear um, epoxy finish, as a matter of fact. Yeah, because they did the in, the inside of the house. It's done the same, and we have big bay windows. And so you see the outside and the inside, and it's, it's just kind of uniform. Yeah. There's a product called a heavy-duty epoxy clear coat. Okay. Well, I'll give that a try then. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us. Bye-bye. Mindy needs some help fixing a stone porch. Tell us what's going on. We have a question about fixing a front stone porch. We want to fix the joints. Do you want me to use Quickrete with the red stripe that says corner and edges, or do you want me to use Type S mortar mix? Also, on the steps at the back, I see a crack. Do you want me to use the concrete and mortar acrylic sealant that comes in a tube and you stick in a caulk gun for that? And another question is at the back of the house, at the bottom of the red brick where it meets a large um, concrete patio, there used to be concrete there, and it broke off. And at that place, to seal that up, do you want me to use the concrete and mortar acrylic sealant that comes in the tube and you stick in a caulk gun? So, Mindy, a couple of things. First of all, if you have cracks that you're trying to fill, Quickrete does make a product that is specifically for that. It's called the concrete crack sealant. And it is good for cracks that are up to a half inch wide. And they like it because it's pourable. So it sort of flows into those cracks and then is self-leveling, so you don't have to worry about troweling on. Now, if you found areas of that porch where the concrete is broken away and you have some deteriorated surface, sometimes surface gets worn from maybe using too much salt on it in the winter, there's another product that is 
fairly new. It's maybe three or four years old, but it's really terrific. And it's called Recap, R-E-C-A-P, and it's a concrete resurfacer. So this can do two things for you. If you had, you mentioned some areas where there were some missing chunks. If you mix it up to sort of a trowel-like consistency, you can patch those areas, then smooth it out. And then you could put another layer of the recap across the whole surface, and it'll look like a brand-new concrete uh, surface when it's all done. The nice thing about the recap is it's designed specifically to stick to old concrete. So if you're trying to fix a sidewalk, a pool deck, a concrete floor, a driveway, it works for all of those surfaces, and it doesn't chip and fall off. It's a really super product, super strong product, because they've designed that bond uh, into it so it just doesn't separate from the old surfaces underneath. Well, when it comes to insulating your home's walls, the wall's depth is a crucial factor. Consider a two-by-four wall. That's only going to offer you about three and a half inches of insulation space. But there's a smart solution to beef up that insulation and reduce drafts simultaneously. That's combining bad insulation with DAP's touch and foam. Yeah, you know, DAP just introduced the touch and foam professional wall and cavity foam system. It's a portable, self-contained, one-component polyurethane foam kit. Now, it's versatile. It's perfect for sealing gaps in a lot of places like walls and floors and attics and basements and even crawl spaces. And what's neat about it is that as the foam is applied, it expands and fills gaps, effectively sealing out drafts. Now, to improve the wall insulation, you want to start by applying a layer of touch and foam to the exterior wall. Watch it as it expands to seal and insulate the entire wall cavity. Now, once it's dry, you can add the bat insulation to that cavity. This two-pronged approach is going to seal out future drafts while maximizing the wall's insulation capacity, and that's ultimately going to lower your energy bills. And make you feel a lot more comfortable when you cut those drafts. And today's weatherization tip is brought to you by DAP, featuring the innovative touch and foam professional wall and cavity foam system. DAP has revolutionized spray foam application with its one component broadcast spray foam. You can find the DAP touch and foam system at Menards and select Home Depot stores. Learn more at DAP.com. Heading to Arkansas, we've got Roger on the line whose faucet does not stop leaking. What is going on? Bathroom sink faucet. Moen brand. I was wondering if the parts has a lifetime warranty. I've replaced a plastic cylinder that has two O-rings on it, and it stopped the leak, but it's starting again. Can I just replace those O-rings instead of buying the whole part if it's not under warranty? You know, Roger, my experience with trying to repair faucets is that you absolutely positively have to use the original manufacturer's parts for this. And I have done kind of what you've done, and I've purchased O-rings just, you know, from the hardware store or home center, and they seem the same, they look the same, but they don't work as well. And I've had uh, faucets that I fixed re-leak. However, when I've gotten them direct from the manufacturer, that has not happened. And the good news is that Moen has a limited lifetime warranty on pretty much all of their faucets. And it includes the ability, uh, or the offer, I should say, for them to send you parts, original parts, that you need if a faucet ever starts to leak. So what you want to do is call their warranty department. That number is 800-465-6130, 800-465-6130. And uh, tell them which faucet you have, and they'll send you the parts that you need to fix it once and for all. So bad news, you're going to have to take it apart one more time. But good news, 
Once you do it, you should be good to go. Jack wrote into Team Money Pit and says, I want to buy a house that's priced to sell quickly, and I need to know if there's a way to get rid of some nasty cigarette smells inside. It's carpeted throughout most of the space, so I'm sure that's part of the problem. Well, it definitely is, Jack, and it really is going to depend on your tolerance for perfection here, because I know you want to get rid of all of it, but let me tell you what's involved. First of all, that smoke gets everywhere. You have to start with this carpet. You're going to need to remove the carpet, toss it, remove the padding, toss it. The floor, the subfloor, you're going to need to wash it thoroughly, and then you're going to need to seal it. You're going to need a very good quality smoke sealing paint, and there are products made specifically for that, but it's the equivalent of sort of a solvent-based good primer. It's going to seal in any of the smoke smell that's, that's found its way into the wood. Now, aside from that, of course, all the furniture will be gone because I tell you to do that as well, but you're going to need to wash down the floors, wash down the ceilings, wash down the railings, wash down everything and do a really good cleaning because you're trying to pull out not only the smoke, but the, the tar and the nicotine that's left behind. And once all that is done, it's still going to have some residue of this left and eventually it will go away but man it's an awful lot of work because that smoke gets everywhere you know jack i I think you should really think about making sure the price that you're paying for this house reflects the amount of work that's involved to get rid of that smoke smell because you shouldn't be paying the same price for a house that's smoke free and definitely you can also look at a service to handle this for you as well there's many out there that do this Well, after spending so much time at home recently, you'd like to change up your decor, but maybe your budget is already strained? What to do? How about a little creative brainstorming? Leslie's got some ideas to get you started in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, sounds like a great opportunity for some repurposing, huh? Yeah, totally. I mean, these are the ways to stretch that budget. You really want to get creative here. This way you can create a home that you are super proud of. I mean, repurposing what you've got, Definitely great. Better yet, ask friends and family if they've got something that you can have to repurpose as well. You never know. Now, the first step is to experiment with what you've got at home. Have fun, move things around, pull something from one room, test drive it in another. Experiment with creating vignettes, those sort of groups of items that, you know, look like a moment in a design magazine. Groups of three or five look best to the eyes when you're doing something on a shelf or a side table or on a chest. Now, the key here is to not worry about matching. Designers, for the most part, despise sets of furniture, so you're going to end up with a much more personal and homey look by mixing and matching those pieces, which is great when you're borrowing things from friends and family. You can even carry this idea into your bedroom by buying single sheets, pillowcases, shams, find things that are on sale, and then mix and match. You're going to get a custom look that's going to be really fantastic. And also, think about using baskets. These are great for storage in small spaces, and the woven designs of the basket themselves are going to add some texture, some warmth, some depth, especially if you've got an apartment that's kind of got to stay white and very simple on the walls. This is a great way to bring in different textures to make that space feel homey. You can also get them on the cheap at off-price stores, and even you can find vintage baskets in different shapes and sizes at flea markets. Remember, guys, with a little bit of imagination and a willingness to bend those rules a bit, I mean, really, what are the rules? Go with what you love. There's no reason why your apartment or home can't be a place that you're going to love spending more time in. We've got some more tips for budget decor on MoneyPit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, is space in your home at a premium? Well, one area to not overlook is up in the attic. 
we're going to highlight several ways to take advantage of the space overhead on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. <laughs>